This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is Trey. Thank you for joining us for another Thursday edition, which is the question and answer session. I hope everybody's having a fantastic summer. Um, I, I, I still love summertime, um, but I kind of lose track of it. I guess we're we're already like midway through July, aren't we, Mary Langston? We are. It's hard to believe that, but we are. We're getting closer to August. We are getting closer to August, and this week, uh, not that anyone else in the world would be following this, but it's SEC Media Days, so there's a little talk of college football, which makes me happy, and the <laughs> British Open is coming up, and that makes me happy. There is nothing like waking up in the morning, and immediately there's golf on. <laughs> you don't have to wait for it. It's there, because they're, what, five, six hours ahead of us. Yeah, and we just got through Wimbledon, too. So there's been a lot of different sports. And then I know you love football, so that's coming for sure. It's coming. It's coming. But before football, um, we're going to see if there are any questions. But, I, you know, I love getting questions. Makes me think. So mm-hmm. don't know if we have any this week. If we do, um, maybe you'll be kind enough to share them. We do. We have several. They're all over the spectrum. As always, we get great questions each week. So we'll go ahead and get started. Trey, are you ready? I think so. I hope so. Okay, good, good, good. Well, thank you all for sending us your questions. We always look forward to it. We'll start with a question from Michael in Nebraska. He writes, do you think that politicians should be able to stall military careers over a policy dispute where the officers are not directly in the decision? Um, I do not. Um, and the issue that Michael was making reference to uh, concerns, um, uh, it's a military issue with respect to abortion, um, mm-hmm. which obviously is an issue that has vexed our country since I was a kid and will continue to do so until I'm long dead. Um, very, very, very important to lots of people. Uh, but it has vexed uh, the country. Senator Tommy Turbyville from the great state of Alabama placed a hold on military promotions. Um, I'm, I want to be fair to everyone involved. I don't know that he's trying. I think he would love to change the policy. He's in the minority in the Senate, and he doesn't control the White House. I I had read that he he wanted a vote on it. So, I mean, people can make up their own minds. They can read it for themselves and decide what it was he was trying to get. But the gist of it is uh, military promotions have been placed on hold, I think numbering in the hundreds, uh, including the commandant uh, of the Marine Corps, if if um, my um, 
if my research is correct or my memory is correct, both of which are highly fallible, by the way. <laughs> this, you know, Michael, the way I look at it is is like this. I'm always trying to find a causal connection between what's being done and what's being sought. So, um, you know, I'll give you a, a personal example and a legislative example. It makes absolutely no sense for my wife to yell at our dog because she's mad at me. Mm. Um, she doesn't yell at all, by the way. And if she was going to yell at somebody, it would be me and not the dog. But it just makes no sense. But people oftentimes don't make sense. It's why we have Dr. Freud, who talks about projection and all of those. And so from a political standpoint, you know, the debt ceiling, for instance, that, that one has always fascinated me. Uh, the debt has already been incurred. It is in the rearview mirror. Uh, too much, paid for things shouldn't have. You can view it like a credit card. Wish I hadn't gone to this restaurant. Wish I hadn't bought that golf club. Wish I hadn't bought that purse. Fill in the blank. But that debt is in the rearview mirror. You either take the stuff back or you pay the debt. So there's really no causal connection between refusing to pay the debt and what you're going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But yet we conflate them. And, and they're related enough that people kind of think, well, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I like, I, I like there to be causal connectivity. And in this fact pattern with the hold on military promotions, the, the, there's only one person who made this decision. That's the Secretary of Defense. And, and he's not up for a promotion. He's already got his job. And so if you want to talk to him, and in fairness, you know, Secretary Austin and Senator Turbeville are talking. I think, I think I read recently, perhaps even today, that there is going to be a vote and on this policy. And the vote will fail because uh, Republicans don't control the Senate. And then I, I would not be surprised if the promotions didn't go forward. Mm -hmm. But the issue is always going to be there because in the Senate, one senator can stop, can stop things from moving forward. Take some effort, got to go to the floor and object. In the House, one member is irrelevant. Nobody cares what one member thinks. And the Senate, it's different. So you can hold things up unless and until you get a vote. In the past, these promotions have been done all at, all at the same time, and it's one of the few things that's really bipartisan uh, these days. So my guess is it will be resolved in the next week, and in the future, just look for causal connectivity. Okay, I see what you're doing. Even if you're successful, are you going to get the result that you tell me you want to get? And I think you'd be shocked at how often the answer is no. Well, thank you so much, Trey. And thank you, Michael, for that question. Our next question is from Rob in Tennessee. And he writes, I've watched FBI Director Ray testify a few times now, and he always seems to hide behind the can't comment on an ongoing investigation excuse. Is this really a legitimate FBI DOJ department policy? 100% legitimate, 100% legitimate, unless and until 
it is used illegitimately. The executive branch controls investigations. These kind of investigate, criminal investigations. Legislative branch can't put a single solitary person in jail. For all the folks who stopped me at the grocery store when I was in Congress and wanted to know why somebody was not in jail, that was my old job. I mean, I could do it when I was a prosecutor. Members of Congress can't put anybody in jail. I mean, ju judicial officers don't, I mean, you go back to the Constitution. Who is responsible for taking care that the laws are faithfully executed? The executive. So they control investigations. And the legislative branch has nothing to do with investigating crime or enforcing criminal statute. I say nothing to do with it. They have a little something to do with it. I'll tell you about it at the end. So imagine, you know, I'm the district attorney and a legislator writes me or calls me and or, you know, brings me before a committee and says, hey, district attorney, I want to know who you're investigating for this crime. I read about this crime in the newspaper. It really bothers me. I want you to tell me what you're doing. I wouldn't have answered the question. I would have said, we're working as hard as we can. I'm not going to jeopardize the investigation. Uh, first of all, I'm not going to tell you the names of all the suspects because only one of them is probably right. So what am I going to do? Ruin the reputations of the other eight people? I mean, you ought to look at it in criminal investigation sometimes. You ought to look at the suspect list when something happens. Sometimes the suspect list is zero. Sometimes the suspect list is a thousand. Well, a thousand people didn't do it. 999 didn't do it. So why are we releasing those names? I, I would I would not have even given an update, but uh, qu quite candidly, no one ever asked me. They may have said, look, are we, you know, are we getting close because th because they lived in the community and they cared about catching a murder or a robber or uh, someone who was a serial sexual assaulter. But in terms of like, tell me how your investigation's going, um, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, so they're not going to do it. It's not it's not fair to comment on potential suspects. It's not even fair, really. People may not remember this. It was the or they may, it was the first public hearing that Chairman Nunes had on the House Intelligence Committee, and um, three intelligence officials were there. And Comey, who was ahead of the FBI at the time, said that he received permission from the Department of Justice to confirm the existence of an investigation. And that, of course, was the counterintelligence investigation into then-President Trump. Ordinarily, that permission never would have been granted. We do not confirm or deny the existence of an investigation. So it is 100% legitimate for reasons of not messing up the investigation, of not exposing people to undue ridicule, um, not ruining reputations. Um, I mean, there are certain things with crimes that only the person who committed it knows. So you start talking about it in public, and all of a sudden, you get these, these. I mean, this guy flew from the Far East to come back to the United States to tell us he killed John Bonet Ramsey. But I, there are crazy people who want to take credit for crimes they didn't do. So the less detail in the papers, the better. Now, the other side of that is this. There are things in life that when used appropriately are great but they can be misused. 
And to leave something under, quote, investigation, so you never have to answer any questions about it, is just as wrong as ruining people's names and reputations by disclosing it. And, and that's the trick, I think, that is frustrating people with the Bureau right now, and in particular, Director Ray. I, it is amazing how quickly they can wrap some things up. And it is amazing how long it takes them to do other things. So after an investigation is over, Congress can come in and say, oh, I mean, we did it. We, we did it with, I mean, we've done it with several investigations. Go back and look at what the people did. That's how you got the text from Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. That's how you know the way the FBI handled Secretary Clinton. That's how you got to read drafts of Jim Comey's uh, uh, July press conference. Not the, not the draft he gave, the drafts that were submitted to him, is because members of Congress went back and investigated the investigation. But it was over at that point. So they got wise, and they said, well, if it never ends, you can never look at it. And I'm afraid that's where we are right now, is, you know, that matter is still under investigation. And it will be until the day everybody walks out of office, and then it doesn't matter anymore. And that, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's a misuse of an otherwise appropriate policy. And my guess is members of Congress are going to find another way to get their attention, uh, which is probably going to be with money. So I'll close by asking a question because I like questions. Mm -hmm. How can you provide oversight or scrutiny or review of something if it never ends? I mean, they can always say, well, it's still ongoing. We still have more witnesses to interview. We are still compiling the evidence. So we can't talk about it with you. It is a thousand percent legitimate when it is used correctly. And it is a thousand percent illegitimate when it is used incorrectly. Well, thank you so much, Trey. And thank you, Rob, for that question. We'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Our next question is from Jacob. He writes, how do you test a theory on electability before taking it into the ballot box? I wish I knew, Jacob. I wish I knew. It's hard, mm -hmm. isn't it? I mean, you rely on polls, which are, you know, I mean, probably more reliable than like a Ouija board or something, maybe, but mm. um, they they get it wrong and people are reluctant um, to participate in polls. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't if somebody called me. Well, first of all, I'm not answering the phone, as you well know, Mary Langston, you, they would need to text me. Mm. Um, and even then, it, they probably need to get, you know, you or Terry or Sharia to text me. <laughs> or wouldn't pay attention. So remember, um, back in the old days, Jacob, I don't know how old you are, uh, the GOP was told Senator John McCain would be more electable against President Obama. That was a big part of the argument for uh, Senator McCain. 
Uh, same argument was made with uh, then-Governor, now-Senator Mitt Romney, more electable. So I think probably what happened to many Republican primary voters is they said, okay, we we went along with that. Maybe maybe Senator McCain and, um, and then-Governor Romney were not my first choices. Maybe I liked someone else, but you told me they were more electable, and I went along with that, and yet they both lost. And you told me that Donald Trump was completely unelectable, and that was wrong once, and it was right once, and it is to be determined once. So it is an imprecise science to be sure, although I will tell you there is more precision, I think. I think. I'm not a political expert, but I think this is true. You get a state, a swing state, where you need independent voters— in particular, um, married women with college degrees. In other words, the Mary Langstons of the world, the Terry Gowdys of the world. Mm -hmm. It is hard to nominate someone extraordinarily controversial and accomplish that in a swing state. It is not hard to do in a ruby red state. That's not hard to do. But I mean, I think about Pat Toomey in Pennsylvania you know, he won. That's a tough state statewide for Republicans, and he leaves and we lose. I think about, you know, governors that were able to win. I mean, th there was a Republican governor in Maryland and a re Republican governor in Massachusetts, and I am sure people were sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, they weren't real Republicans. Well, they were in those states. Look, they, they would not be right for Texas. They would not be, they would not be right for Alabama. But that's as good as you're going to get in Massachusetts. So the electability, I do get it in certain states, picking the person who may, you may only agree with that person 60% of the time. But if you know you're going to agree with the other person 0% of the time, so... Uh, I think electability does matter in certain swing states. Presidential thing, I understand people's skepticism. We were we were told, you know, Republican primary voters were told, Senator McCain, um, Mitt Romney gave us the best chance. And maybe they did. Maybe no one in the world could have defeated President Obama. I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, I do understand people saying, look, we 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 took that electability argument a couple of times and it didn't work. Well, thank you so much, Trey. We have one last question and it's sports related and it's from Larry in Tennessee. He writes, do you believe that this year, South Carolina, when they come to Knoxville, will break the tradition of home field dominance and upset the Vols on their home turf? Well, I would answer this question honestly, uh, which is um, that is an incredibly hard place to play. Alabama lost to Tennessee um, in Knoxville. Uh, my dad used to go to the uh, away game at Tennessee because, you know, he loved Tennessee. And I guess you got to go maybe through like Dollywood and Sevierville to get there, I guess. Um, so he used to go. And he, you know, and we would get killed. And he would say that he hoped he never heard Rocky Top 
another time as long as he lived. He'd, he'd heard that's the song they play when they score or when they do something good. And let me just tell you, Mary Langston, you're going to hear it a lot. <laughs> so it's a hard place to win. Mm. And they got a good coach. I don't know, but you know, I mean, your quarterback's very, very talented. He threw the ball like 70 yards when he replaced Tenon Hooker in the South Carolina game. Tennessee will be favored. Um, and so I would leave my answer right there. <laughs> it's going to be really, really hard to beat Tennessee on the road. But sometimes Shane Beamer listens to this podcast. I need him out there like recruiting. <laughs> I, I need him like drawing up some old ball plays. But every now and again, I, he'll listen or watch the show. And I hear from him. So he might listen. And if he does listen, then I need you to know, Larry, that only if he's listening, I'm 100% sure that we're going to upset y'all <laughs> in, in Knoxville this fall. But if he's not listening, uh, that's a tough game for us. <laughs> well, fair enough. Thank you again for answering that question too, Trey. And thank y'all for sending us your questions. We always appreciate it. Yeah, I do love them. Uh, those are those those are really really good questions. And mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, they all are, but you know me, the whole DOJ policy thing. There there's so many good reasons not to talk about what you're doing, unless you're not doing anything for the wrong reasons, and mm -hmm. that, that's just when it gets policies. You know, look, I've already talked too long. I mean, you and Terry have already told me my answers are too long, but no, and, and you're right, partially, but policies are only as good as the people implementing them. So yeah, it's, it's a good policy. If you have good people following it, it's not a good policy if it's going to be abused. So, I, I, but I love those questions. I hope you keep them coming. I hope everybody has a great you know, surviving the heat, talking to some friends in Dallas. Um, that just, that, that, that sounds miserable. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't been outside like I normally would be, but uh, maybe it's hot here too. But I mean, I hadn't played golf like I, like I want to, but um, I can't imagine like Phoenix, Arizona. I can't imagine that. So, mm -hmm. Hope everybody takes good care and uh, we'll see you next week. And you too, Mary Langston. Thank you. Y'all have a good week and hydrate. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.